Happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right. Uh, my first day back from my little holiday break uh, in just a couple of days here. And then we got the uh, the next holiday. And then uh, next week we really get into all the new agenda for 2023. And there'll be a lot to discuss, a lot to cover, a lot to get to, uh, which is one of the reasons why when I was uh, Christmasing this last week with my family down in North Carolina, I was very pleased to see a decision come through on the uh, Supreme Court level. You don't see a lot of action usually this time of year from the uh, court, but they felt it was important to weigh in on this. Uh, And the Supreme Court spoke five to four uh, in upholding what's called Title 42, which you may have heard in relationship to our southern border immigration issue. This is a uh, this is something that uh, that there has been much uh, consternation about because it was about to expire. And basically states, uh, California, Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, were going to be powerless to uh, send people back that didn't have the right to be here uh, on, an, on, an, on a most expedited uh, fashion. Uh, and some governors were considering taking action of their own, specifically Greg Abbott in Texas. Uh, but it has been uh, decided by the court that until the full hearing can be held, which it looks like they are going to take the uh, the case, um, that uh, the F- Title 42 will remain in place. Here to discuss is Julio Rosas, who uh, covers all kind, all facets of breaking news for townhall.com and does a great job uh, on so many levels. He also made quite a name for himself in the midst of the George Floyd riots across the country, getting exclusive video footage and stories that nobody else got. And uh, to this day, I still think his service there was uh, a great one to the country. Julio, good to have you back. Um, And I hope that you do have a very happy 2023. Um, How important is it that that the court did not let this uh, restriction, this Title 42, come out of existence? How important is it that they kept it in place, at least until they have a chance to decide the larger issue? Well, it's sort of a mixed bag because you have to understand that Title 42 is strictly a public health order. It's not meant to be an immigration tool. And really because COVID-19 is not an issue like it once was when it was first implemented back in 2020, it sort of turned into immigration policy, which is not what it's designed to do for the long term. And and we see that being played out because – uh, Mexico has been able to flex its muscle against the Biden administration and say, hey, we're not going to take back Nicaraguans. We're not going to take back Colombians. Um, you can't Title 42 them into our country anymore. And so the Biden administration, of course, weak, says, OK. And so uh, some nationalities are exempt from Title 42. And that has what has led to. Uh, the overcrowding when there's been thousands of illegals crossing into places like El Paso. Uh, And so it is a stopgap measure for sure. Um, And certainly once it does eventually go away, uh, there will be an even greater influx. Uh, But it's, it's emblematic of the larger issue where uh, the the issue of, of immigration and immigration policy, which should be should be decided and fixed by Congress, but since they're obviously 
uh, you know, have repeatedly failed to do any meaningful uh, concrete steps, it, it leads to situations where now Border Patrol is begging to have something like Title 42 in place, even though it's not being used for necessarily what it's designed to be used for. The feds have literally admitted that they have lost closing in on a half million people that they they allowed to stay, and they have no idea where they're at. They don't have uh, documentation on them. They don't have information about them. How does that impact uh, America on a day-to-day existence when we're importing, you know, two million illegals a year? I mean, what it does is that it encourages more people to come. Uh, yesterday, the ACLU's top lawyer for immigration. Uh, related cases, he said, well, of course, you know, the border was closed for a little bit, so that's why there's going to be a temporary influx, but it'll eventually even out. And it's like, dude, we're, we're, we're about to enter, you know, the third year into this, um, of this repeated influx, because not only has the Biden administration has made it easier to illegally enter the country, but they've also gutted interior enforcement. But when the federal government then essentially says, hey, you can illegally enter the country, and even if you don't qualify for asylum, we're not going to really deport you because we've also gutted interior enforcement. I mean, it's a no-brainer. So people are, uh, by the thousands, hundreds of thousands, are just responding to incentives by people who have already made it here uh, and have made it further into the interior of the country. Yeah, there's people who have legitimate cases of asylum, but there's other people who are taking advantage uh, of that as well. Is it your opinion, Julio, that this has been a more compassionate approach than what the Trump administration took? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely not uh, more compassion, uh, compassionate or more humane. One thing that I make a point to, to highlight is that it's also not humane for people living along the border on the American side. Uh, we've had 14 suicides within Customs and Border Protection this year alone. That is the highest number of suicides the agency has had since 2009. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's happening uh, this year. You know, hopefully we don't reach it again next year. But we have uh, a lot of people who work uh, with immigration at, on our side of the border being overworked, being stressed, not being able to do their actual jobs of securing it. And as, as law enforcement is a stressful job as it is. So when you add all these other factors, um, you know, I, I think it does take a toll yeah. on uh, on them. And not only that, but it's also not humane for the Mexicans living on, the, you know, just the regular everyday Mexicans who live and work along the border as well, because not only do they, not only are their city services are taxed by the influx of immigrants coming from other countries, but also the cartels are more incentivized than ever to battle each other for control over those routes, because not only are they now making their money through drug smuggling, but now they're making even more money through human trafficking and human smuggling. And yeah, so, no doubt. Uh, you know, it's interesting. It, you it, mentioned it, it, uh, Nicaraguans and other ones that uh, Mexico will refuse to take back. They, they don't refuse them uh, entry at the southern part of their country. Uh, it's just when they get towards us, they don't want to uh, have them stop their uh, journey. And I just think it's uh, interesting. We need to be empowering Border Patrol to do a better job. And we need a president that's going to step up and take the lead on this. Julio Rosas of townhall.com, thank you so much for your analysis. We appreciate it. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Don't go away.